Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Brit Chicks in the Sticks. In this episode we're going to be talking about deal breakers and pet peeves and all the things that make you go, she's V and I'm A and I really hope you enjoy listening to us. Thank you so much for being our audience. Good eye, mate. Hello. I don't know why I put an Australian accent on. <laughs> well, we are um, going to discuss accents today, so perhaps that's why. Yeah, we are. Um, it just are we episode four or five? Uh, I think we're episode five. five. Sorry, I had a real like um, what did I have? Brain fog. Yeah, just like I said. Oh gosh, we're meant to be recording now, and then I was on the phone to a friend, and then and then I had a few jobs to do, but I believe we're episode. Five. five, yeah, yeah, five. So, um, yeah, let's get cracking because everybody already knows who we are. We don't, we don't need to introduce ourselves because I do that in the beginning. But we're going to talk about today about deal breakers. Um, deal breakers in dating. Tell me, you kick off with what uh, it is. Well, it's. <clears throat> I mean, are we, we? It depends where we're talking. Are we talking? The first date. I think just in, let's get it all out. All. Let's pretend it's like a laundry basket of different <laughs> clothes. Because each time you bring a bra, pants, shirt, exactly, it's just random pick and mix. Exactly. So let's talk about deal breakers. So you go first because okay. I've got one, which is well, one of my deal breakers. Deal. Okay. Let's call it deal breakers and pet peeves because I think some of them are are more severe than others. Well, I think one of the first ones for me is the voice. Okay, tell me about that. Because when you first, if you're taking into account, you might, if you're not meeting someone, you might be meeting them face to face. Yeah. But I'm also thinking if you met them online, you would have that, it's the instant sound of their voice. Oh, yeah. The first (laughs) syllable they say, the way they say it is a deal breaker to me. You know as well, the minute you hear them speak, you know whether there's a connection or not, don't you? Yeah, you just know. I think your soul goes yep, or it rejects it. Yeah, I'm saying I'm sorry, but I once went on a date with a guy, and I wish I'd spoken. To... It was the guy who licked the cappuccino froth. Do you remember I told you about? Yeah, I remember that. that. Well, lizard I wish I'd... man. He was lizard man. Yeah, I wish I'd spoken to him before because he sounded like he'd taken helium. He sounded like Mickey Mouse. Oh, God. And I, I just, I couldn't. It was awful. I, the minute he opened his mouth, I wanted to laugh. And I'm like, come on, I've got to spend two hours with this guy on a lunch date. And he just... <laughs> he was like... That's <laughs> what it sounded like. But it's nothing to do with accent because I love an accent. Yes, I do too. I love an Irish accent. I love a Sir Scottish sometimes. I think you're going to say Serbian then. Serbian accent, yeah. <laughs> I have one of those. Well done. I thought that's what you said. Okay, we have a listener from Montenegro, by the way. Oh, really? Do you no. know this person? No, I don't actually. What do they speak in Mont- Montenegro? Uh, Montenegro. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm, is it? Well, it's part of North Russian. Macedonia. It was Macedonia, North Macedonia, wasn't? It? I don't know. Uh, probably Serbo-Croatian, perhaps. I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. I don't know. Or maybe they speak Greek. I'm not sure, but actually, on that note, I'm going to look it up because it's annoying me. But yeah, talking of accents, um, yeah, I think accents can tell you a lot about something. I love a London accent. I love a Somerset. I think I love a Somerset accent, but actually, I'd spoke to one guy who had such a strong Somerset accent. I couldn't kind of. Didn't <laughs> work like that then. She's like, do you want to go on a date with me, Because I'd like to take you down and drink, drink some scrumpy. Is that what he said? <laughs> he was definitely, he was a farmer and he was really nice, but it, it, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't mesh, it didn't mesh with me, that one. <laughs> Did he want to feel it around us? Because he had clout. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to have a... <laughs> The bottle of the other. No, I. You wanted I to show. You wanted to show you his pitchfork, did he? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I didn't get that far. Luckily, the conversation, it was a no goer. Really, it was one conversation, and then it ran to an end. Fair enough. I've just looked at Montenegro. They speak Montenegrin. Yeah, also, yes. also, like I said, serbo croatian I think Bosnian and Albanian also recognised languages. But there you go. A little bit of. You don't just list people listening. You don't just listen about dating. You learn things as Geography. well. Geography. 
geography. But yeah, accents. I I have to say, and this is no offense to anybody, there's certain Northern Irish accents I like, yeah. and I know it sounds weird. Now I have a friend who's Northern Irish. She has a lovely soft accent, but sound when they talk like that. So it is. I'm like, no, it sounds like Michael Cole. You should tend. I can't do do with that. It's too much for me. No, the southern, but the, um, on the on the other hand, the southern accent absolutely has me there and then. Does it? Thirty three yep. times I took it to see the film. I just think Love of it. like sorry, I just think of horse dealers. The who? Horse dealers have oh. some Irish Oh, accents. yes, they do. I love a horse dealer. That's what I just think of a horse dealer when I hear that. Or a jockey. Um, yes, John Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I think of. What, about, what, do you think about, what do you think about, you know, our home language love? Well, funnily enough, funnily enough, you just got me onto that. I shouldn't really say it, but as you know, I'm going through a divorce at the moment. Yeah. And I met the barrister on Friday. I don't know if I said this to you, but... You did, but you didn't tell me any more about them. Well, he was, had a wonderful... He, he was wonderful accent he had. It was a Derby accent. All right. And, uh, yeah, he was a very fine man. I think I think he's going to stand me in good stead in the court. So there we go. So, you like a bit of Melbourne. We all talk like that, don't we? <laughs> I mean... You know yeah. where you are. Well... Seeing as we're both from Yorkshire, although I don't sound like it at all. Neither do I. People always say that to me. They say, you don't sound like you're from Yorkshire. Oh, sorry. I mean, it's just like, you know. Well, they obviously haven't been to Harrogate, have they? No. Apparently, it's Harrogate, not Harrogate. Oh, I've got it wrong. I can't even No, it's Harrogate. I was firmly put in my place by somebody who knows them a lot better than me. But, yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's not like I sort of sometimes. And I can't like Yorkshire accent. It depends where they're from. Well, we're going to have my lovely cousin on soon, aren't we? So we'll be talking about accents with her. Yes. A view from the north. So that'll yeah. be So tell me Yorkshire accent, Lancastrian accent. They talk mm. about going. They put ich on the end. And of course, Liverpool, they are our Liverpool, arch enemies because they're across the Pennines. Liverpool. I've never dated anybody from Liverpool. Um I don't know, just haven't just haven't met anybody from Liverpool. I mean, I have met, but not that I've dated, by the way. Maybe they don't leave Liverpool. Well, they all say how amazing it is and how there's no city like it, so maybe that's why. <laughs> maybe because they're live, they're, what's it, the live bird? Live birds. I have never ne- never met one Liverpool Pudlin who doesn't, who doesn't rave about their home city, so maybe you're right, maybe they never leave. It's the same as Mancunians as well. True. Unless you come from Bolton, which is the centre of the earth, according to my old work colleague. Actually, if you look in the map, it is. Uh, well, it's interesting you should say that about Bolton, because my maiden name comes from Bolton. Does it? Greenhouse. Well, you just told everybody your ID. ID? Your identity. Oh. <laughs> working at the FBI. But yeah, funnily enough, well, my surname is from all over the north, and that's what I'm going to say. Moving on, accents. Well, I can't, I have Aussie accent. I quite like an Aussie accent. I dated a guy who had an Aussie accent. I like Aussie. Yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, he, this is the love story that never really got off the ground. I met him in the 90s when I was traveling in Australia and I had to come home because my grandfather died. And he came, he followed me back to England six months later. And it just wasn't, the spark wasn't there anymore. No. And that was it. And he, he came over and he went to stay with somebody else. And that was it. So, Fast forward thirty five years, when I go in touch, when I go through my divorce, he gets him back in touch. And he's having like a, a boomerang, like yeah, or well, yeah, and he's having a blip in his marriage, so he comes to see me in England. Ooh. I pick him up from the station, and it's just like he hasn't changed a bit. He still is. He's just. He's just. There was no chemistry for me. He's nice enough, but I just. It, anyway, he stayed with me for five nights, and then I put him on a train somewhere, and we haven't spoken since, and that's fine. You know. You're very. You're. You're a stern nurse of men. You are. Stern nurse of men. What do you mean? Yeah. I'm not doing bitty titty here. What do you mean, nurse? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, the, it's the motto of my father and my brother's school it's got something in latin it means stern nurse of men is what every man wants apparently a stern woman is it yeah i didn't know that i've been Mm. called stern before actually that was by another woman when we were talking it was involving a man but anyway um i don't think i'm we digress we digress we do digress anyway australian accent kiwi accent south african's okay i can put it with a south african accent Mm. what do you think about Birmingham? 
Well, that's where my in-laws are from, so I've got to be careful. Yeah, but you don't have to like it. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, it's a bit nasal. Yeah, I mean, what else other accents are there? Uh, Cor- we're at Cornwall or Sussex. A lot of people from Cor- uh, Sussex have Cornish accents and Devon accents because they were recruited after the war to come and grow vegetables. That's why the Sussex accent's quite thick bird, isn't it? Like that. Yeah, I, I haven't really got to get. I'm only a recent newcomer to. Mm, I've okay. only moved in 1984. What accent makes you cringe and you think, oh, stop talking? My own. Don't be daft. You've got a nice neutral RP accent. Receive pronunciation. It sounds okay to moi. But no, what accent makes you cringe and go, oh, God, I can't stand their accent? I can't think of any, actually. I can't think of any. I've got to see the person as well. I can't just yeah. have the accent. I've I like a Welsh see... accent. See? I love the Welsh. Oh, can I tell you my how my bit of Welsh? We're digressing again. Yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> the longest... Word in well, the one longest station. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, it's like a classic. Can get great in the rob with fancy filly or go go go. That's it. My first husband could say it quite well. But going to deal breakers, I there's so many, there's so many. I mean, well, should we trade? You do one, I do one. Okay, so I've got do they like if they don't like animals? Oh, that's one of mine. Yeah, sorry, not sorry, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, because it ain't going to work with me if somebody no. doesn't like animals. It's just not. No, it can't. It literally can't. I mean, what does it say about them as well? well? I think it denotes a bit of a mean spirit. Yeah, and some of those dating apps, they say, no, sorry, no dogs or children. I'm like, you selfish prick, why? Now, I Ugh. get it if you've been bitten by a dog and all that, but, you know, that's not, I don't know, but people have, I think if you can't like beings that are less than you, as in helpless or vulnerable, then I don't want to know you. Sorry. No, it's a big turn. A man who's kind to animals and children is a huge turn on, I think. What if they had an allergy to, to animal hair? Take some Puritan, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, I take no prisoners on this one. Sorry, but I do. I mean, I'm like, that's it. Sorry. Well, we wouldn't be dating. And I did date somebody who didn't like the dogs. The dogs just stared at him. Like, they, they couldn't work him out. And his energy was weird. But they didn't like him. And they're normally, you know, they're really friendly with other people. But they're not, to be fair, they haven't really been keen on anybody I've dated recently. So that's interesting as well. They're keen judges. They know. are very. Um, animals, what's another? A deal breaker for me is they have to be able to drive. If you don't drive, then... I'm sorry, it's not going to work because I'm not going to be your mother picking you up from the bus stop or the train station. Not sexy, is it? No, it's not very masculine. Sorry to stereotype gender roles, but I don't think that not being able to drive... If you're an adult and you pay taxes, you can drive, you know? So they have to be... But what if they'd lost their licence due to um, something or they'd lost their licence due to alcohol or something? What would happen then? I don't know, honestly. I don't to be judgy but I'd be like oh well that's quite responsible sorry mm. I think yeah. I might be a little bit judgmental about that you get to a certain age where you just have to there are certain things you have to do to function as an adult and yeah. if you're losing your license at our age for drink driving that makes me think oh, you know what that's a bit of a red flag for me to yeah. Be honest. yeah sorry but it is yeah. because I'm a bit like well that tells me that maybe you couldn't be responsible of in charge of something anyway, in charge of your heart there you go. Responsible of driving your heart. There you go. So I think um, they have to be. And, my other, and this is the other thing. My other deal breaker is they have to have a job. Sorry. And one guy said to me, I was being unreasonable because he was unemployed. And I said, Well, sorry, but at a certain age, I'd expect you to have a job. Well, at least the same guy. A voluntary a job. A sorry? voluntary job. Even if they had a voluntary job. No, a paying job. A paid job. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think. This is the thing. And this guy I dated, it was about 10 years ago now. We were, in the days I used to smoke, we were in the supermarket and I said, Johnson cigarettes. He had no money. And he went, yeah, so I ordered my cigarettes. He goes, oh, I, I don't like, I don't like Marlboro's. Can you get me silk cut? And I just, I got them. And I basically said to him afterwards, I said, listen, nobody tells me what brand of cigarettes I'm buying you as a gift. Nah, because... It's it's humiliating. Well, yes, exactly. It's irritating it's not... for you. Exactly. So 
you have to be able to you have to have a job and be able to drive. I don't think that's too much of a deal breaker. Sorry, and but they I've... pay your way a bit. You don't expect someone to pay for everything, but you've got to be able to, of course, put, you know, to to put something into the kitty. Yeah, I mean, there's a, an element of pride in it too. You know, you can't expect someone to pick up the tab for you all the time. So that to me was a real lesson, you know, and a real sort of. Yeah, I can go into that off record another time, but it was all very, it was an experience I wasn't aware of. I hadn't really experienced a man who didn't have a job before because, you know, in our cultural background, that's what men do. They work, you know, and... Like a grafter. Like a grafter. Is it a grafter or a grafter? Well, well, if you're living up north, it's a grafter, but it's grafter, I guess, if you're living down south. So jobs and being able to drive are two of my deal breakers. Um... I've got one. I've got one. Go on. Amount of hair they have on their head. Oh, I don't mind bald men if they've got a beard. That's fine. What if they didn't have a beard? Um, it depends. I think it depends on the man. It depends on if I find them physically attractive or not. I don't well, mind bald do heads. Say, they do say that bald men have a very high libido. Very virile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't I don't mind bald head, but I like beard oh, I love beards. I love beards. I really do. So I love a bit of stubble. That works for me, bald head with a beard. Um and I think yeah, I think I don't know, it depends on the guy. If he was attracted to me, um it wouldn't matter if he didn't have a beard. That makes sense. And also he may have he may have had a full head of hair earlier and it all fell out and it's not his fault do you know what my grandfather my paternal well, it probably grandfather, would because most people are bald yeah my paternal grandfather i said how did you lose your hair he said i <laughs> bent over in the passenger seat footwell and it all fell out that's what he told me and i believed it <laughs> so for years you've been looking for hair in the footwell yeah well said. that's what he told me but there you go um okay deal break hair is okay what else um oh, personal hygiene is a deal breaker for me you've got to have a shower Minimum one time a day. One time, English is terrible. It's because I've been teaching English today. Minimum once a day. I mean, I don't see what the big deal about is getting your body under the shower and getting it like covered in water. Personal hygiene is a must. Like, and the same goes for changing your clothes, washing your body. Yeah, that's a deal breaker for me. Bad personal hygiene. Uh-uh, no way, Jose. Well, bo is not a great. Is it not a great turn on? Is it? No, it's horrible. So that's so a... I do like I do like a man that I do like a slight sweat smell sometimes you know like I don't. working no I like don't that. I like fresh and clean from the shower it with really nice fresh aftershave that's my favorite smell yeah I like that too to be honest um what's well, so personal hygiene is a deal breaker for me what else I mean I would prefer it if they didn't smoke but because I don't smoke. And I'm, I'm a, a reformer. Well, that's a funny one, I have to say. This yeah. is a really funny one. Because on the dating profiles, which I've been immersed in, they pretty much always say they don't smoke. Right? Of course they do. Yeah. But most of the times I've been out on a date, they do smoke and they, and they will have a cheeky one after the meal or whatever. And there's someone that I'm currently in contact with a lot and he just laughs at me because I I smoke all the time basically and I put it on that I didn't but I just it's a it's an awkward one because I I do like to smoke but I'm always about to give up oh yeah I know that one in the aisle of when I (laughs) yeah (laughs) what you mean um smoking only for me because I'm a reform smoker and I'm asthmatic so yeah well that's fair enough I don't really there's a lot of people that I think you find a full selection of men who are quite happy to non-smoke but I quite like being with someone where we both smoke when we want because it just otherwise it would be hard for me if I wanted yeah. to have a sneaky cigarette and they were really anti it that would be hard well I gave up for my ex so yeah I gave up um you I, gave up a lot for him oh, tell me about it but I'm glad I gave up to be fair because I am asthmatic so it was mad to smoke but I don't mind Men smoking cigars. I love the smell of cigar smoke. I love mm. it, and I don't mind the smell of cigarettes if it's outdoors. But it's if it's in a room, I can't breathe. Um, and I don't really like kissing and uh, smoky breath. But you know, I, I'm kind of a I'm I'm more lenient with it now than I was. Put it that way. Um, what about heavy drinking? What's your opinion on that? Well, that's a difficult one because I 
I do like to drink, but I'm very much, as I've got older, I'm very regimented about my drinking these days. Like I have a drink at six o'clock. Do you? On the nail? On the nail? Yeah, it's the witching hour. My mum and I call it the witching hour. And as you know, I'm living with my Mm -hmm. mum post-divorce or pre-divorce or during. Yeah. And at six o'clock, I say, oh, do you fancy a drink? Straight away. She's like, yes. And we have a vodka and tonic with ice. Yeah. And then maybe I'll have another one a little bit later. And then I try and stop. Yeah. But I have to say, I went to a party two weeks ago and had 10. But that's what you do at a party. That's yeah. the point, isn't it? <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, so, that's... Yes, I do. But as long as... I mean, I, you know, I saw a guy early on after my yes. husband. And, yeah, he'd be drinking at kind of... 11 in the morning and I you know he he knows he had an issue with it but I it didn't actually bother me but it it wasn't yeah that was know, it's, not, it, it's not correct because you can't get on with your day no and it's I'm the same immersed in alcohol the whole day is immersed in alcohol yeah I mean now I only drink socially actually I never drink at lunchtime and I never have done but I tend to drink with food um you like wine. You like yeah wine. I like vodka and tonic. I like wine and probably at home I probably only drink once a week now to be honest oh, really you're really yeah. getting it really, down i've really cut back um because i just I, it makes me feel really lousy the next morning you know but don't you think you get in step with someone because i always felt it was one of the perils of my actual marriage that he ended up drinking a huge amount and i ended up drinking very little yeah possibly and he went one way and i went the other and i think you've got to be on an even keel to make your relationship work so if you're going to have a drink you drink together you drink a bit but you don't go over the top you just sometimes you you lash out but i think you mean you blow out as opposed oh, to lash, lash out i feel like i'm on the lash of course i'm on the lash lashing out yeah um yeah i think i think it's a very interesting one drinking because oh i i used to go i was was engaged to a guy years ago who i think it turned out he was an alcoholic but he used to have a couple of glasses of wine and pass out at dinner parties on the table, head first on the table. And I just... My ex was like that. He'd oh. fall asleep anywhere. He was like yeah. martini, anytime, place, anywhere. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I know, it is embarrassing. You're trying to conduct a conversation, you see the eyes going, and then they're fast asleep at the table. You're like, what kind of evening is this going to be like? Mm. Awful. Absolutely awful. Never mind how it affects performance, but let's not go down that road. No. Mine used to fall asleep. I remember it was my birthday. We went to London to see a show and then we went to a hotel and they had a like a little nightclub in the hotel. So we went there afterwards and ordered some wine. And I, the waiter bought it and he said, and for monsieur? And this guy was asleep already. And I'm like, <laughs> I sat there in this nightclub on my own. Monsieur is shut eye. <laughs> yeah, I, I sat there on my own on my birthday with my oh. husband asleep. And I'm like, what the fuck Which am I doing? This one or two? Number two, because he was a shit. <laughs> so there you go. And it was embarrassing, you know. I just some people were staring, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm out on a sort of date night with my husband, and he's sleeping. And they can get a bit fighty. I find men. I mean, I haven't witnessed that many fights, but I think they can get a bit fighty when they. They either go to sleep or get fighty. Yeah, they get a bit punchy, don't they? Get yeah. a bit like sort of... And I think the thing about alcohol, it, it, is, it is the truth serum. People say what's really on their minds, don't they? Yeah. They really can't hold it back. And this is why I, I'm not very good with drunk people, if I'm honest, because I find them all a bit aggy and I, I, it doesn't make me feel very safe. And that's to do with my childhood. You know, I was surrounded by quite a lot of pissheads. Yeah, so, me- it doesn't, when people start getting all a bit like argy bargy, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be around for this. Because they start being really, I don't know, just sort of defensive or aggressive. And I just, I don't like it. But, you yeah. know, that's only my opinion. But I, I don't think I could date a heavy drinker. I think it'd have to be somebody who drank f- with food as opposed to, oh, I just need a beer, you know, or, yeah, it would have to be somebody who only drank for pleasure, like, let's just say, with food or. But then there's I've I've had people I've read a profile of people that have said do not drink and I've actually found myself thinking well I don't think that's going to work for me because I am quite a pub goer and I do like I I'm not an alcoholic but I do like going to the pub and having a drink and I just think if they were going to sit there with an orange juice at all the time that would be tricky 
yeah but if you're driving you have, with no it. you have no choice do you you know if you're and I'm no awesome. they weren't driving they wouldn't but then if oh, I think it's awkward but I think I mean yeah I think it's awkward a friend of mine in her marriage he went to total in the marriage and it was the start of the end yeah, and I think drinking can be a uh, can be a huge indicator of what's really going on in a relationship. You know, mm. um, I think that's it's a very good one. And I, I and there's nothing like the first drink. It kind of caresses your brain, doesn't it? Mm. It's like really relaxing. And I love that feeling, the fuzzy feeling you get. Um, but it's yeah, I think I don't. You know, in our twenties sort of and thirties, we really thirties. I really said we thrashed it, didn't we? But then, <laughs> as it, in the last, I'd say five years, I've really cut back on booze, and I don't know if that's to do with the menopause or whether it's to do with I just can't take it or I don't need it as much. You know, perhaps no. no. So here's another thing: Could you date a vegetarian or a vegan? Really, it's a really tricky one that because I think a vegan. Probably not, because I do like meat and it, it could be a, a, it's difficult. Vegetarian, there's some really good... Oh, it's awkward because I've got quite a few relatives mm. that are vegan and vegetarian. Yeah. We all cope. Veganarian, but, uh, are they? <laughs> veganarians. But if yeah. actually being with someone, I do love a steak, I do love bacon, mm. I do love... I think not... That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I probably could because, like, I'm semi-vegetarian now. I eat meat probably once a week, but that's only because I don't. Well, it's so bloody expensive at the moment, but also it's a lot to cook. Does that make sense? When I was with a husband, or you know, I did like literally meat and two veg. Um, so I don't really mind being. I, yeah, I eat meat literally once a week. Um, so I guess I'm semi-vegetarian, but I couldn't give up. I only drink cow's milk in tea. And um, I do like cheese, but yeah, I could date a vegan and I could date a vegetarian because there's some amazing recipes you can there adapt, are. like oh, cheesecakes and things, vegan cheesecakes, and mm. it's really nice actually. So you're keeping your net open for vegans and vegetarians. Yeah, it doesn't bother if me. If anyone's listening, who's <laughs> she's she's open to vegetarians and vegans, but just don't lecture me about it because <laughs> I might want a steak one or roast beef and Yorkshire puddings. Okay, and I haven't had roast beef and Yorkshire puddings since. Gosh, for about six or seven months now. Oh, you're owed one. Yeah, I am owed one. Um, so yeah, I'm open to dating a vegetarian or a, ve a vegan. That's fine for me. Um, um, what I'm not open to is somebody who rams their ideology mm. <clears throat> about how I should convert and this and that. But you wouldn't, not... you wouldn't date Moby, for example. What's he? What does uh, Moby the singer? You mean? Yeah. But what's what's his ideology? Very, very vegan, very... Yeah, but the thing about vegans, they're not... Here's the thing. Avocados, by the way, are the most unenvironmentally friendly fruit to drink because they take a load of irrigation and water and then all the air miles transporting them. Mm. So, yeah, I, I'm not interested in somebody's ideology and telling me why I should save the planet because I do... I think I do my own version of that. But I think the thing, we're at the age now, we can make life choices that suit us. We don't have to fit in with somebody else's life choice. Um... I mean, if you told me to give my dogs a vegetarian diet, I'd be like, I don't think so. My dogs get a lot of vegetables in their diet because I do a lot of yeah. juicing. So they yeah. get lots of, you know, but vegetables, it, and, vegetables yeah. and fruit and stuff. But I think we're all old enough to make our own minds up about our dietary requirements, you know. Yeah, no, I think I think that's, but yeah, as you say, you wouldn't want someone who's constantly saying that the cow, you know, look at cows and saying that's cruel or look at sheep and saying that's cruel. It would just be cause conflict. Well, that's the thing, and I don't want to get, and I, I, you know, I have a huge love of animals, but, you know, mankind and farm animals have lived symbiotically for many, many years, and I, I don't want to get into that, because I don't, I'm kind of over those, what I call, those discussions of, like, just let people do what they want, stop, you know, if you want to do something, let them, stop judging other people on your yeah. ideology, because it's not fair, um, and it's the thing, and I, here's an interesting thing, I, last summer, I, I was talking to a guy and we had loads of video chats and stuff and I didn't want to see him anymore and the reason is this he said we were talking I looked he was video chatting and I said I said do you have a water filter he had all these plastic bottles lined up he said no and I said oh do you not filter your water and then do you I, I was just more curious it wasn't a judgment I said oh do you not use reusable water bottles he goes oh god no he said and I said 
I said, but okay. I, and he said, well, I don't give a shit about landfill. He said, um, we fucked the planet already. And he said, I don't have kids, so why would I worry? And I thought, well, you selfish pig. And that was a deal breaker yeah, for me. Yeah. That yeah. was a deal breaker because I thought he was incredibly selfish. Reminded. Yeah. And I thought, no. And I think, you know, we all should be doing our bit for the planet, like recycling and, you know, and using reusable water bottles and filtering our water and stuff, not buying bottles that have been sitting on the shelf for five years, by the way, you know. But that really was a turn off for me because it showed me he was very, very selfish. Mm. Well, that brings me on to the next one, which is such a hot potato these days. Are they a Brexit or a Remainer? Oh, God. I mean, hopefully... So Hopefully, it's still going strong. It's still going strong. I know, and all the profiles say no Brexiteers. Oh, um, uh, well, I think Remainer. It would have to be somebody who wants. Oh, I, I wanted to stay in Europe. I voted to stay, so I think something like that would somebody who's of similar mindset. What if someone was a Brexiteer and had since changed their mind? Well, I was married to somebody who was a freaking <laughs> Brexiteer, wasn't I? <laughs> Um, among other things it didn't work yeah it didn't work did it because he just he came up with all this kind of claptrap he'd written on some statistical website and oh I don't know he was very much like England is still great and like he was very much like an Alf Garnet mentality do you know what I mean so yeah I, I don't Hovis, the Hovis advert <laughs> yeah. um, oh okay here's another one so Brexiteers one. What about somebody who's not vaccinated? V vaccinated. It seems so long ago now. I know, but there's still people who won't date people who are vaccinated because oh, I they can't can... remember. I can't remember being vaccinated. It was so long ago. It was like no, I know. And I don't care if you want to be vaccinated, be vaccinated. If you don't want to be vaccinated, don't be vaccinated. But well, and that's like saying you can't date someone because they've had a tetanus. No, no, no. I mean, the, but apparently something to do with the COVID that. If you're unvaccinated, you can't. It's very, it's very dangerous for your health. And I can't remember why, because we have a mutual friend who was telling me about it the other day, and she's very knowledgeable about it. To be fair, but if you glaze over a bit, no, no, no it's because it was actually quite interesting. But it's the fact that there's something about being vaccinated that is dangerous to unvaccinated people, and I can't oh. remember. I can't remember what it is, but lots of people say. No, um, Deborah, they say must be unvaccinated, and I'm like, well, well fully I had facts, they say fully vaxxed, and I think, well, that's not really going to swing it for me. If, uh, I don't, I don't know. No, I'd, I'd rather don't have, fu- I'd rather have fully STI clear. Person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just say, I just say fully. I just wouldn't even mention it. I, I wouldn't even draw attention to it. I just, mm. It's not of interest to me whether someone's vaccinated or not. Well, exactly. It's a bit like sort of saying, do you have ketchup or do you have HP? Yeah, I mean. Both Marmite work. or Vegemite. Or Bovril. <laughs> or Bovril. Um, so that's something else. Oh, I've got, I've got one here. Go on. Well, height. I don't care. We've, we've talked about this before. I don't really care. You know, I told you about the guy, I know I've said it before, but it does stick in my mind where he said he was five foot four. Right. You didn't mind that, did you? But I... Well... I mean, I, I thought he made a typo, so I did call us to speak to him, and I said, "Are you really five foot four? And he said, "Yeah." If he was really good looking, and I got on with him, it really wouldn't worry me. But I, I had a date with a guy. Oh gosh, a couple of years ago now, and he said he was five, eight or nine. Now I'm five foot six. This guy came up to my top of my breast. I kid you not. And we're saying goodbye in the car park, and he grabbed my boob, and I felt really violated by it. I thought it's because he was like the right height, and it really annoyed me. And I mean, I am not the best at maths, but I'm five foot six, and you are not five foot eight or nine if you're coming up to my nipple. There's just simply not, it's not the math is incorrect. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you can't go everywhere with a tape measure, can you? But it's no. kind of. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I've got a thing about taller men at the moment. Have you? Yeah, I just think I, I, I just like it. I just like fair it. enough. It's yeah. fair enough. I mean, they're quite good for, they're quite good for changing light bulbs without a step yeah, ladder and stuff they've like that. Skills, they've got handy skills, and that I kind of, it's just a novelty for me because my my ex was he was taller than me, but he wasn't towering, and I, I kind of just decided to go. Like, I'd prefer, I'm not going to be strict about it, but I prefer them six foot four. 
And that's fair enough. Um, what other things do we have that do? Oh, people who go on about newspapers. They say no Daily Mail readers. And I'm like, listen, if I'm on a train and someone's left a Daily Mail, I'm going to pick it up and read it because it's something to read. Does that make sense? Well, but you're not going to magazine. You can just jolly away yeah. through. You're not going to judge me on just because I read a Daily Mail, you know, or my granny used to read the Daily Mail. I don't really care. It's just news, isn't it? But well, then it, you... is. it is. But listening to what things my mum says sometimes, I do wonder. What does she say? We just have opinions sometimes on stuff. I always think there's the Daily Mail speaking again. Yeah, well, it is written. It is kind of neutral, isn't it? Neutrally right, I guess. Neutrally right. Yeah, clinically clinically right. But if they only read The Guardian, I'd be suspicious. I I quite like The Observer on a Sunday, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Those things. I mean, do they still make the... I, don't, I haven't bought a newspaper for years because I don't believe in buying newspaper to throw away. I think it's a waste of time. Independence is still going, isn't it? That's what I used to write for, yeah. Did you? I mean, I like... Yeah, that's quite nice. Um, what others? The Times, the Telegraph, yeah. all those. It's what our parents used to read, isn't it? You know? Well, well my parents used to read the Telegraph. Telegraph's a bit more right, but the Times tends to be a little bit more in the middle. Now, the Times book review is very good on a Sunday. Very good. Saturday very, very good. I love yeah. the Sunday Times. I love it. Yeah. So, I don't really care if I'm honest. I mean, I'd read the... But would you read the I'd Sun read the, the World if someone had it. So would I. Love All it. the Sun love on the Mirror. I don't give love a shit. It. Love it. Um, <laughs> what other deal breakers are there? People who... Um, uh, deal breakers. Rudeness to waiters is a deal breaker for me. Yeah. Rude to a waiter or you're horrible to serving staff. That is no way. I'm not going to see you again because you don't need to be that rude. It's atrocious. Yeah, it's not my thing. Um, what other deal breakers? Distance. What about long distance relationships? Is yeah, now this is very thing? interesting because oh, I just, because again, we come back to this at the exhaustion of, of moving on from a previous relationship. Yeah, you know, looking around, casting your net. Maybe there's not someone who's right next door or living in the next flat to your next road in London or the next local bar, or you know, you might have to cast your net a little further. Yeah, but then you've got the logistics, and it's like it's working out how it works, and it's driving, and but you just you just make it work. Yeah. I, I think, think so. and also I said to you before that so many people now are going for people that live abroad. Just yeah, because they want to get on with their life. They're independent. They're earning their own money. They've got their own place probably, and they just have a relationship with someone abroad and go and have holidays. They come back. They might move out and live with them at some point, but there's no rush. It's mm. it to work very well. Yeah, that sounds very appealing. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> that your direction. Yeah, I yeah, I like the idea of somebody living abroad, actually. Uh, because it would be nice to go somewhere different for like, you know, weekends and <clears throat> short holidays and stuff yeah, like that. Lovely. Yeah. I mean yeah, and I haven't uh, I've never I've not ruled out maybe living abroad anyway, so as you know, so So that would just be in further attraction if someone Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. I mean it's I, I my dream is to live somewhere hot in Europe. That's my dream. I'll come and visit you. Yeah, sure, do. Um, that's my dream to live somewhere hot in Europe with a a nice house. Well, so you know, and maybe have a like a jeet business or something like that. Little side hustle. Exactly, that is my dream. So watch this space because so no bar- we've got no barrier on distance except the thing that gets me on the dating profiles is when they come at you from Edinburgh and stuff like that, and we live in the southeast, and it's like no, that puts no. I'm not. I'm not doing that. No, I mean, it just, if they're going to live far away, they might as well live in America or France or, you know, I've got a barrier in this country where I don't want to go. I agree. I, I think if they're going to live at distance, they're going to live somewhere where you want to visit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you live in Vancouver. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's no problem. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't want to go to Edinburgh. I've been to Edinburgh, but it's a nice city. But I, I get you. I mean, I think the long distance thing is it takes a lot of trust to maintain those relationships. <clears throat> and if you're exclusive, of course, and if you're not, it doesn't matter. But it well, depends it, what you're looking for. The lovely guy that I'm currently seeing is is driving the whole time over my way. I haven't even gone his way yet. It's fantastic. I can just, just Yeah, drive. but I mean, I think you should enjoy that whilst it lasts. <laughs> Sorry to say. <laughs> well, he's making you know. the effort. If he's willing to make the effort, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't. I don't have to drink drive. It's brilliant. There you go. So other deal breakers, deal breakers, pet peeves. What other yep. ones do you have? And for all those listening, by the way, if you want to email us or message us and tell us what your pet peeves are, we can actually put it on the Facebook thing. We'd love to hear about them because we can talk about other people's pet peeves because other people's pet peeves and deal breakers are really interesting. Well, I, I have think. got one, actually. I did was talking to someone the other day who listens to the podcast and they have a question. Yeah. The, the thing that they have as a pet peeve is very much, she's quite an observing kind of character, is how they eat and how they hold their knife. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you, that. Because, yeah, it's how they hold it. For me, it's a bit like table manners are very big for me. Yeah. You know, all that. Elbow I mean, table, does that matter? Um, I wouldn't bother me. But it's things like opening, eat, opening with your mouth shut. Eating with your mouth shut, like... You know, all that. Spitting, spitting whilst eating. Oh, stop. No, come on. <laughs> Who does that? People are trying to talk with their mouth full and you get sprayed with food. Imagine Say that. It, don't spray it. Oh, that's disgusting. No, that would have been, um, <laughs> no champing and no clattering of cutlery. <laughs> now, my ex used to drop, he would be eating something, then he'd literally drop his knife and fork onto the plate and it used to make me jump because <laughs> he clattered everything like Uh-oh. he was in a sort of canteen and I hated that's it. Right. Sounds like your nerves were on edge. Yes, all the time. So, yeah, table manners were a big thing for me. Um, And sort of, my mother used to spend the whole time saying, don't hold your fork so low down. (laughs) Oh, Oh, mum does that. Mum does that with my daughter. She's always like, hold your fork properly. And Alice is waving it in the air. And, oh, yeah. Very. I always wanted to hold my spoon like they did in the. well, in the cereal adverts, they hold they hold it in their fist, if that makes sense. Okay. And I tried that, and my mother said, "What on earth are you doing? <laughs> hold your hold your spoon properly." Well, in the honey to monster. Eat. What cereal were you trying to attend? Honey to monster. He honey ate... monsters. I love. Yeah. What are they called? Sugar puffs. So he used to hold his he used to hold his spoon with the, like wrapped round like a claw, and I and I wanted to. Say, oh my God, what on earth are you trying doing? to become the honey monster? She's like, what on earth are you doing? Oh, your spoon properly. How do we feel about HKLP? What's that? Do you know what HKLP sounds? Is it like VLP? VPL? No, it's hold knife like pen. How do you feel oh, about that? Oh, that really it's a bone <laughs> of contention because. Yeah, I had a little trouble with that with my ex. Okay, yeah. For me, it's a bit... I of... ignored it for 20 years. For me, I would ignore it, but it would fucking irritate me to death, I can tell you that much now. So, yeah, it's like your your fork is not meant to... Sorry, your knife is not meant to help like a pen. That's not how you hold a knife, but, you know. Old habits don't listen, though, I'd say, and he would just get really annoyed, so I stopped ever say. I never really... I couldn't be bothered. I ignored it in the end. I couldn't. It didn't actually even irk me. What about people, and I saw this at a restaurant the other day, what about people who literally get their nose to the trough? They they lean forward so close to the plate so they can shovel the food in. With <laughs> Have you fork. seen that? It was this girl and she had this she had this dress on with these frou-frou sleeves and they kept getting caught on her plate. And it just was, <laughs> yeah, she literally was leaning over it. Like, you know, like, you know, when dogs eat, they literally lean it. That's what she was doing. She was oh. right nose on the plate. <laughs> hoovering it up yeah I, I don't know if I could deal with that um, flirting, the gravy. Okay. flirting the gravy <laughs> okay whilst you're on that subject what do we like about farting and burping oh it's awkward I don't well, we, all do, we all do it I think it's one of those things that you don't do in the beginning but it no. probably creeps in as time goes on so we're talking a longer term view yeah. I think people tend to hold back to start with sex. Of course they do. Somebody I know held their wind in so much they had to go to hospital. <laughs> That's well, no. It was I very think... painful, I can tell you. <laughs> oh, a bit repressed. Sorry? A bit repressed. Yeah. So when they thought they had pancreatitis, the doctor said, All I can see is a huge amount of wind. Oh, God. Yeah. And they get it out. It just they gave they gave me some medication oh. to dissolve it. <laughs> but I've been holding my farts in because I dared not fart with my new boyfriend. So that's what happened. Oh 
God. Well, and then we... But need... all these things, like, you know, what do you do when you're staying with somebody new and you need to go and have a poo or something? Well, or all, this, all these things that nobody talks about, no. nobody thinks about. It's, it's, it's mortifying, isn't it? It is a terrible thing. Well, I think I think it's no. I mean, it's it's. I, I, I think it's still a problem even in a long term marriage. I think it's, it's yes. something you just avoid with each other. You know, you just don't do it. Well, you have to because you get well, you it, up. But, you just... <laughs> but this is the thing. But you don't. You don't sort of flaunt it. You just shut the door. No, but this it. is the thing. You know, if you're staying over with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or somebody you're having sex with or whatever, let's say you're having a sleepover. What happens if you need to all that? So I've got round, and I'm going to tell you what I do. And sorry, people are offended. They can tell off now. But these are real life things. So what you do is this. You put the shower on. Oh, You yes. open the window and yes. you quickly get on with whatever you're doing. And then you put the lid down and flush. I've got a funny one, though. What if you did a really big one and it wouldn't flush? Oh, stop. I don't know. You, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> you'd, have to, you'd have to just leave. No, you'd have to. Wouldn't you get the like the the toilet brush and mulch it around? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't bear thinking about. As they, these they are all things they and... were lying in the boudoir waiting for you, and you're squelching around with a toilet brush. <laughs> I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it's happened before. <laughs> I mean, these things, you know, nobody prepares you for them, and like you don't know people's habits, do you, until you stay over them, or they stay over with you, and then you're like, oh, I don't know about that, you know. Yeah, so it could be, and yeah, that could be a little bit into the relationship as well. You could have gone through quite a few things before that point, and then is that a deal breaker at that point? Probably not. Well, my grandmother used to, when my mother's boyfriends used to come and visit, she had one boyfriend who retired to the downstairs lavatoire for quite some time, and he stunk the whole house out. And she said to him, come and see the garden, because you won't be seeing it again. So I don't know. You can't just go and hatch an egg in somebody's house. Like no, that. no. I think it's it's uncalled for. But what happens if you get food poisoning or something? I don't know. It's, it, all these things are re- real, you know, reality. Or what happens if you get your period or something? Or what happens if you have a really bad stomach? All these things. Nobody tells you what to do in an emergency, do they? No. There's nothing to guide you. You and they're real thing, and it ha- it? men have the same thing. You know, what happens if they've got really bad shits or something, and they could all... get nervous and get a bad tummy. You know, it's, it's these things can happen. They can indeed. Or you could have some bad shellfish or something. But it makes you fearful to ever <laughs> do anything. Yeah, I think it's, but it has to be taken into consideration. Mm-hmm. You know? And these... I'm not. I don't believe anybody listening to this is totally confident about things in that department. I don't believe it because I think we all have these like sort of things of like, oh, it's nervousness, isn't it? What if this happens or that happens or, I know, all these things. What if I sleepwalk or what if I do this or what if I do that or, I don't know. I think you've just got to go with the flow. I think that's right. But take some Tampax just in case if you're going with the flow. Literally. <laughs> Uh, deal other deal breakers. What other deal breakers? Pet peeves. We've got we've we've thrown in education. It's a hard one that because I don't actually know. I think it's quite nice if you. It's hard if you've got a degree level education. Do you think you like it if someone's got a degree level education? It would just make. Does it matter? No, because I think it depends on how you click with somebody. You, somebody yeah. can be highly intelligent and not have a degree. Oh, definitely. And yeah. I mean, somebody so, else can be. If my, if my university career was anything to go by, I learned absolutely nothing and just fooled around. So there you go. And not... other people can be highly stupid and have a very academic background. So yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think, think it maybe that's not really a deal breaker, is it? I don't think it is at all. I don't judge anyone on their education because mm. they had a hard time and exactly. not not carried on with it. So I'm not. I really don't hold that as a big deal. No, I agree. And I think, you know, you can educate yourself in so many ways without having to have a piece of paper to prove your aptitude, you know. Mm. Um, what else is a deal breaker for me? Um, go on. Say again? Vanilla, non-vanilla. Yeah, I think that's a personal choice. I mean, some people are... Do we have to depend on that? No, because I think we've talked about it in other episodes. People yeah. know what it is. Well, it depends because I know a lot of couples 
one's vanilla and one's not, but they seem to make it work in other directions. So they might have, they might go and practice their non-vanilla stuff with other people or whatever. We can talk about that one week as well. Or they just don't do it. They put it on hold until whenever. So, uh, sorry, say again? The actual act. They don't yeah, do I think, you know, I think vanilla, non-vanilla, it depends. And I think it depends on all sorts of things, really. Um... Um, some people say they couldn't live without it. Other people say they can. And I think I feel quite strongly that I like to be with someone who's got equally the same deviant mind as myself. I mean, I think it's nice to be with somebody who's got this. Well, it's difficult if you're with somebody who's got a different libido to you. That's certainly sure. Very but, difficult. I've um, never made one of those work. No, but I think you'd have to. It depends, and I think. It's a bit like the vegetarianism thing, isn't it? It's almost like, well, trying to convert you to their way of thinking or vice versa. I think that's a highly personal conversation you could only have with your partner because there are degrees of vanilla. That's the other thing, you know? You seem to know. Non-vanilla, sorry. Say again, sorry. You, you seem to know a lot more about vanilla than I only recently found it when we were talking to Zach the other day. When well, re- you know what my line of work is, and I've yeah. done a lot of research into that. Yeah. So... Mm. And it's very interesting. We can talk the about ice this. Cream, though. I still, I still, I'm still on the ice cream and vanilla, non-vanilla. It's well, just... the sprinkles and hundreds and thousands. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk about this another episode about sexual kinks and stuff because it's an area that I've I've done a lot. Well, I don't know. I I'm not. People might be able to guess what I do as a job, but well, it's... interestingly, Goop. Have you seen um, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop thing? Vagina candle, you mean? But well, she's got Goop sex now on Instagram. So has she? You go and she puts you tips of the the tips of the week and different kind of sex toys and ways to do this, that and the other. Oh, apparently that go on, carry on. Yeah, I signed up for it and it's ridiculous. And the things she sells in her shop are like three hundred and fifty quid for a stupid. Apparently the um is it the tulips very popular at the moment, or is it the rose, the love honey rose or tulip? It's a flower anyway. Um, just go and Google it. I can't remember which one it is. It's either a tulip or a rose, but it's a it is a um, it is a <clears throat> clitoral stimulating sex toy, which is meant to be amazing, apparently. Mm. Well, there's, yes. there's something for Christmas. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, that 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 is a very interesting area. Maybe we could do that another time because that is a very interesting area of kink and uh, preference and stuff like that. You know. Um, and I think people have different tastes. It's a bit like you know, box of chocolates. You don't know which was you don't know which what you're going to get until you meet somebody. So I think we could do an episode on that. Definitely. And I have a guest who would be great to come on. Um, in that department. Great. So you've got them up your sleeve. Yeah, I do. Perfect. Hmm. So yeah, um, deal breakers. Well, deal breakers and pet peeves. Oh, I know. I've got one. Mm. Age. Oh, younger or older? I've well, I've I've gone for both. Um, I think it depends on the person. To be honest, I mean, you could meet somebody you really click with, who's twenty years younger than you, or twenty years older than you, and I don't think there's any hard and fast rule. The well, only thing is, yeah. oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Now I just after after my marriage broke down, I had I had a, quite a few instances with much younger men. Me too. Superb, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Isn't it? What just... a laugh we had. There was no. It was just brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. And they're still all friends. It's brilliant. <laughs> I love them. But yeah. there was no relationship, and I wanted a relationship. Yeah, fundamentally at the end of the day, and. So then I didn't really want to go much older. So mm-hmm. I, I've gone for same age. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And then don't forget that men age quicker than women. They do. And it happens quite rapidly. Men will suddenly become quite old, grumpy. And whereas women are still, we've still got our vitality. So, so that is why the, the younger men are so good. Yeah, because like you see a lot of, let's say, let's use an example, a 75-year-old woman and a 75 year old man she's going to be more enthusiastic about life than he is because yeah. i think men are very tired i think they get to an age where they're just very tired by life to be honest you know 
Um, and if you think that they've probably worked all their life and then they've come home and they're retired and I think they might feel possibly, I don't know, I can't comment, but they may feel a bit redundant, so therefore they're very tired. Whereas women are the ones who are, you know, they've maybe run a home, had children, had grandchildren, they've had a job, they've had something to always keep them going. There's always a constant. And women have support networks of other women more than men do. Yeah, and particularly true. like in old age for men, it can be really, really difficult. So men do age quicker. And I, I've had this a lot with like people my mother's age who say, they still feel very young in the head, but their husbands are just old. Yeah. That's because men, I think, biologically uh, age quicker than women. So it's, it's sad, unfortunately. So, but I think, yeah. I mean, certainly growing up, my dad was 10 years older than me, and it seemed to be generally women married men who were older than them, generally. I think it's yeah. a Jewish thing that you take on young men and don't expect relationships out of it you just it's just a very different way of looking at things which comes to people in more after a divorce in their 40s 50s it's just looking for different things yeah but i think um we never society never never blinks an eyelid if a younger woman's with an older man but you turn those tables and it's suddenly i remember when i was dating this guy who was 20 years my junior we went out for lunch and women my own age were just staring at us just staring is she with her son exactly and i just oh, yeah you know but it's there seems to be a lot of stigma attached to that like you know you look at uh, demi moore and ashton what's his face uh, yeah you know that was a big age gap but the other way around it's like well nobody seems to care but mm. it's i think the society is changing i think age gap relationships are becoming more the norm where the, they call them a may to september relationship actually What's that? What's it means that's the amount of time they're meant to last may to september is, is using an older woman and a younger man really i'm all for it personally yeah I'm very pro age gap relationships because in my head I'm still thirty. <laughs> so thirty? I'm not as old as that. You're not. No. You're twenty three. No. Eighteen. <laughs> Fourteen. But um, yeah, I think you know, I think there's a vitality that each can bring to the other. You know, but it's I don't know. Um, I haven't really dated anybody my own age since I've been oh. single. <laughs> before either it's the first time ever i've dated someone my own age and it's really good well, i mean it's um yeah you know um I, as i say it depends what you want i think ideally if you're a woman of a certain age and you're dating a man who's younger than you, you want to make sure that he doesn't want to have children because that's a huge yeah, thing yeah you feel like you then they might miss out or something. yeah if ideally you want to date somebody who's already had kids and they don't want to have any more because then it's fine but if they want children and you can't because your eggs are cooked yeah then there's not much you can do really and that's a very sad thing you know yeah um but i think it's it's an interesting age gap relationships are very interesting and i think yeah you know deal breakers i don't think there is a deal breaker on age gap relationships because i think it's individually who you like and how you click with them nobody else can tell you what's right for you no if it works it works Exactly. And, you know, people, a lot of it is fear based. And sometimes it's jealousy based when people make horrible comments, you know, about somebody being younger than you. Mm. So, but men never seem to have this question so much. But I think a lot of people assume that younger women are with older men for their money. Yeah. Yeah. The security and stuff like that. Mm. Um, And the other way around, I guess. But, you know, you have to have these conversations, don't you? Mm. You have so listen. We're nearly at the hour because yep. an hour is always a good point. Point, I think. Um, I think we've covered some interesting topics this week. Definitely, we have. We have, mm. and we have, and we're we're looking for more questions, aren't we? More emails. Yeah. So, if anybody has any questions they'd like us to raise on the podcast, this is probably the bit I come clean. So I work in a an industry that is related to relationships so you can say you're getting an expert opinion mm. and you work in an industry where you can write about it about it so you're also getting an expert point of view so it's double experts so you go <laughs> sex experts <laughs> <laughs> so there you go so you can ask us anything and actually i think we should do definitely some uh, we should do an episode on uh, bdsm Kink, what, again, BDSM. Uh, 
well, some people say bondage and sadomasochism. Mm. Some people say bondage and oh, I've forgotten actually. Um, uh, I think it varies. I think the Americans think it's a different thing on it. Um, we should do an we should do an episode on that, and I have a great guest for that because she's actually a professional sub. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, and I've done podcasts with her in the past, which has been really interesting. Um, and we've got views from London. We've got we've got the north. We've the got north, and I think uh, we should do some episodes on sex talk, like the problems that people can have in the bedroom, um, male and female, because that's also that's also a subject that people never want to talk about because they're too embarrassed or mm. they don't, you know yeah so there you go it's very relevant when you've moved out of a marriage into something new and also stis in the over 55s are on the increase but that's a whole new story on that note i think yeah. we have done enough today don't you so thank you again for oh, being well, a fabulous well. co-host <laughs> um i will think of what to call this episode what we're we gonna call it deal oh i think something where i'm like yeah you'll and, then, and, then, and then i'll put it up all right okay yes thanks everyone for listening thank you and uh i will catch you soon v goodbye from v and goodbye from me <laughs> catch you later bye okay. bye If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would share it with your family and friends on your social medias, through WhatsApp or whatever, and share it with anybody who you think might get some benefit from it. If you think that they might need some help going through a relationship, a breakup, or dating after a big relationship. Even better, give us a follow on Spotify and give us a five-star review if you think the content was to your liking. If you give us a follow, that way you never miss a future episode. Thank you so much for being our audience and catch you soon. Thank you.